My question to you this morning is, where will you stand? Where will you stand? This is probably one of the most preached about uh, parables in all of Scripture. And as uh, Pastor Marcus last week taught us, and, and I will tell him he has to deliver the sermon again, is that there is so much writing on the parable of the prodigal son that it can almost match up to the amount of Bibles. The uh, books, commentaries, everybody dissecting in different ways, and most every pastor or theologian has their favorite book, mine being Henry Nouwen's book on this, which I would recommend to any of you, uh, is uh, phenomenal because in this story, each of us can find a little bit of ourselves in each of the characters. At one different time, we were the prodigal son. At one other time, we are the older son. At even different times, we have played the role of the father, welcoming others home and calling them back to the faith that they had. And to summarize the last several weeks, the question that I think we need to leave with here today is, where will you Stand. In this story, the older brother is found back in the fields working and tilling and doing all the things that he has always done. But this time, he is doing so with anger. He is finding himself full of what we like to describe as the righteous anger. Has anybody ever felt that before? Good, I'm not alone in this. The righteous anger that can well up within you because you know the things of God. You know the church. You have put your time in. You have given your share of money. You have walked the streets for the Lord. You have done what you are supposed to do. And on behalf of God, I am angry. This is how we meet our culture often. This is how we think the changes going on in the world should be met. And so we find ourselves to be much like the father, or much like the older son, angry and upset and with righteousness on our side. When I was in seminary, one of the profs that I had uh, had actually suffered from a stroke. Uh, Dr. Feuerhahn, if, if the one other person in the room knows, knows him. And, and Dr. Feuerhahn, uh, when he had suffered from his stroke, it had affected the way his brain communicated to his legs. And you've probably seen others who have had this, this form of stroke where uh, if they're standing at a door, they're working on telling their feet and their legs to move and to move through this door. And so uh, Dr. Feuerhahn, uh, a man of great intelligence and and has made strides for us in theology and in ministry in the Missouri Synod, had become so incapacitated in walking that he could stand there in front of a door for five minutes trying to get his legs to pull him through a door. Now, 
watching that and, and remembering the way in which his legs could shake, trying to figure out whether it was the right decision for them to move and to take the next step. I cannot help but see the ways in which oftentimes our own bodies have been paralyzed, caught up, unable to communicate to the rest of us what is it that we should do. So that we have found ourselves paralyzed in such a way that we remain standing in the field. Waiting there for the rest of the world to catch up to us. To meet us where our anger is at. To burn with indignation against all those who dare come across Christ. We stand there paralyzed, unable to walk in and celebrate the return of the others. We've witnessed this happen in our own lives. We have found this in our own families even. Where decisions and choices by others that they have made in the past have kept us from being able to walk through the door of reconciliation to them. Our righteous anger has kept us from reigniting those relationships. Whether they've come home or not, it has kept us from leaving the field to even go and find them. So we stand there, angry and paralyzed. We have done this in our own churches, to the point that we are unable to even recognize or see the scope of the world beyond the field that we have constantly worked. We have worked to find and to build our own plants, our own agriculture. And there in anger we continue to till, waiting for others to come and to apologize to us. The reminder that Jesus grants us in John is that the love of God is so deep and so far, it can only be given and shown in the way that He has died for us. And the love that we are to show each other to those who our righteous anger can burn against is to do the same. To give over everything we have, even at the cost of our life, our pride, our past work and abilities. We sacrifice them so that when the Son returns home, we have nothing to do but to rejoice. The reason why there have been so many different books and so many different commentaries on this parable alone is that the way in which this parable speaks into the culture that Jesus was speaking to at that time. And it needs to be translated into our time. And, and Pastor Marcus did this last time where he described the way in which how extraordinarily the father ran out to meet the son as he returned home. That this is something that would never have happened in that culture. To see a father run would be insane. And it kind of makes me wish I lived during that time. <laughs> to do such movement would be, would be out of the ordinary, would, would be shameful to the Father. And it would have been shameful on the entire family for one son to refuse to enter into the banquet, 
to go to those that are being guests in the house. It would have been shameful for this older brother to stay in the field when all the rest of the family was rejoicing. But what is even more shameful is that the father leaves the banquet to go and find the older son. We're used to seeing the image of the father running to the prodigal son. But the point of grace that often fits our lives is the way in which the father goes out to the field to meet the older son. He didn't write him off as a Pharisee. He didn't write him off as a scribe. He didn't say it was bad for this this older son to be the religious one who has worked, who has tilled those fields, who has done their part of the bargain. But rather, seeing that older son in the righteous anger that he had, the father goes out to meet him too. The father goes out to search him in the field. The father goes to speak to the anger that he has to show that grace has not just come to the prodigal son, but who else has the grace come to? The older son as well. To all of us who have held on to that righteous anger. To all of us who have worked those fields and find that as reason to be able to call the shots. To all of us who as lifelong Lutherans know our theology and abhor when people speak against it. To all of us who are here gathered now, grace has not just come to those outside, but they've come to you too. It meets your anger. It hears it. And it takes it and it puts it on the cross where it belongs. It sets it there. There to die with Jesus. The older brother was loved too. The older brother was met by the father. The older brother standing there bringing just as much shame onto the family was one that the father went to seek out as well. Where will you stand? We are ones that the Father has gone to find, to reach out, to bring the good news to. The story ends right there, abruptly, (laughs) and rather frustratingly. It would be nice to have known what the brother's reaction was. But in reality, it doesn't matter. Because we, when we are the older brother, are faced with the same decision. Do we hear the words of that father? Do we respond to his call to come in and join the celebration? Will we remain standing in our field and in our anger? I urge you to follow after the father back in. I urge you to move from your place the way that the Father has moved to reach out to the Son who returns or to the brother who remains angry where they are at in the field. To reach in to even those whose maybe righteous anger you identify with and you know where they're coming from. Move as the Father to them. Move as the Father to the lost. Move to the brother or the sister who is struggling in their faith. Struggling to forgive others. 
struggling to remember the love that has been given to us, what will you do? Where will you stand? How will you move as well? Amen?